RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Let me see. My headphones don't sound right. And we meet here whenever I can get my ass in front of the camera. No, I really want to do... Well, we have a daily show at a set time. No, excuse me. We will have a daily show at a set time when we get enough patrons. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. In the meantime, I appreciate your uh, flexibility. I, w I wanted to do a show last night. I actually, I wasn't feeling well. So I'll just put the shorts. I was going to, I don't know, tell you all about it. I just, I actually had a migraine yesterday and I laid down at around four o'clock to see if I could shake this migraine out of my brain and that was the end of my evening all right and then it was today so all right listen and I also wasn't going to do a show tonight either because of I mean I'm thinking about what happened today more people dead by this this endless, useless war of choice that George Bush got us into. There was no reason for us to go into Afghanistan as a military operation. Not that I'm some kind of military uh, genius, but um, you don't have to be a genius to see the disaster. We knew it was a disaster before... It, before they went in. That's why there were protests all over the world. Remember that? The, at the time, there were the largest protests, all coordinated globally. But did it matter to anybody? Well, it mattered to us. But re when they asked Dick Cheney uh, what he thought of the fact that this, that, that it was overwhelmingly um, the lack of support for the war uh, that the Republicans were getting us into. What did Dick Cheney say? Anybody remember? He said, so? Like, so what? And there you go. That's the Republican... Oh, that's, that's the overarching Republican feeling in regard to the, uh, the uh, democracy, having a mandate doing things that are in the best interest of the people. Um, what what so-called representatives in a democratic republic send other human beings, fellow citizens, to die in a war of choice? That's not, certainly not anybody who has the best interests of the democracy at heart, much less the people they pretend to represent. So, yeah, that goes to show. I remember that. At the, I re that was, it seems so, so, well, it was when we were young, 20 years ago when we were young and hopeful that things might, I don't know, get better. Will they get better? I, I was actually, I was talking to Robin Kincaid earlier in the day because I was feeling a little hopeless about things so i gotta get my i gotta get a grip about it because there is a there's always hope until you're dead all right while we're above ground we're 
we're we're winning. You know what I mean? So we have a duty and an obligation to to make this world a little better than we found. Or, you, or let's start with the country. We have so much work to do here. And I, I, you know what? I'd really like to live in a country that is worthy of us and worthy uh, of somebody like Mark, our millennial correspondent, Mark Middlestadt. I, I, what an amazing young man. I can't even express it enough. If you haven't subscribed to Mark's Shaping Progress show and his organization, please do. Please watch his show. He's got an incredibly, incredi- he's incredibly smart, and also uh, his voice is soothing. Not like my voice. I sound like a rake on a chalkboard. So, and uh, that's not good. But... Yeah, check out Mark's show, Shaping Progress. But but what was I saying? Yeah, so thinking about him, about, you know, he didn't ask to be born in this effed up country. He just was. So instead of doing nothing, I, I mean, for people his age, I don't know, what do they do? I guess they do what we did when we were young, play video games. That's what I did. Well, I did a lot of drugs, too. So anyway, I'm in recovery, so... <laughs> You guys know that. I'm not glorifying it. It sucked. You're better off. Just go volunteer. Do something good with your life. Don't don't waste time. All right. Um, yeah, so a, a, a country worthy of somebody like Mark. You know, if we were living... And think about this, right? So we have... Okay, you th- let's just take Mark as a case in point. I'm sure he'll blush if he listens to the show. But he's an incredible person, and it's super smart, smart as a whip, and very motivated, also generous, kind, uh, just an awesome person. And he's born in this country, looks around, sees all the problems that we have, and he's trying to make this world a better place. And so... you pouring all of his free time and energy into shaping progress, into making, building this community, uh, to uh, engage in uh, activism and uh, social justice. And, (laughs) you know, if this were, if everything was functioning the way it should be, could you imagine what, where where Mark could pour his energies. Do you know what I mean? It didn't doesn't necessarily always have to be um about fighting fasc- fascism, right? If you ha- if you have free time, if fascism is is uh is beaten and securely in history's dung pile, you know, you ha- you it opens up the time in your life to do other things. To concentrate on hobbies, <laughs> to I don't know, do do work work with animals. That's what I think. I wonder sometimes, what would I be doing if, if not this? I would probably be doing something with animals, working with animals, rescuing animals, something like that. I think I don't know, but I mean, ideally, that's how it's supposed to work. The we we have a functioning. Let's let's pretend. Let's pretend everything's functioning. It's you're supposed to 
you know, you live your life and you, some people, uh, who feel the altruism, um, need to serve their community, they, uh, you know, they run for office and you vote for them. And, you know, if we we're talking about a functioning, a functioning society, right? You, we're supposed to be able to send them to the halls of power to basically keep everything running smoothly for, uh, for the general welfare, right? So we can all have the time in our lives to do the things that make us free. That what is freedom all about? That's what freedom is. So you have you're free. You work your eight hour day. You earn a living wage, and you have your time off, your weekends, your vacations. You uh, you know uh, you could do things that make life worth living. It doesn't. It, so the the hallmark, the sign of of uh, the fact that things aren't functioning as they should be, is the fact that we, we are here, you know, doing a show about fighting fascism, about restoring the American working class, build, rebuilding it, having a country that works for all. I mean, we, 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 there are so many other things that make life worth living. But right now, this is the crisis it's the crisis of our democracy, which isn't working. We know how to fix it. But the fact is, there's a lot of greedy, selfish pricks running around. And they're, um, and well, obviously the founders understood that too. But I, I think they would be, honestly, they would be appalled about, um, about our broken system, money and politics especially. You think that that's, um, that, I mean, we all know human beings. Human, we're human beings ourselves. So you don't want to, why would you want to tempt people by putting legal bribes right into the system? I don't know. How is that okay? Unless, okay, unless you're trying to destroy <laughs> the Democratic Republic. It has to be. We, we It's time to finally face the facts, or, or at least call them out on it, and stop taking Republicans. Oh boy, that's loud in my. Hold on. Why is that so loud? For me, I don't know what it sounds like for you. Because everything, nothing, nothing on this show. It's so annoying. I have to tell you, I do, I can't hear the output of the show unless until later. That's why you guys have to tell me if it sounds okay. But um, what the hell was I saying? I forgot. Before I was so rudely interrupted by the stupid music. I have the music going for my timing cues. Hey, what is this? Hey, hey, I see you on uh, Facebook. Identovoid. Where do you live, Tara? I live in New York. Still sucks being in recovery. Does it suck? No. No, it doesn't suck. We have a program of checking our own inventory, but we don't get to do that for normies. But they seem to think they could do ours for us. That's true. I made the mistake of calling a libertarian a libtard. What? I forgot that the QAnon stole that term from liberals, calling libertarians that. Well, yes. 
All right. Well, thank you. Welcome, Idento Void. If you want to hang out with some other cool people, come to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tower Buster and join the chat room there. And right before I keep going, thank you, Richard. Hello, Richard. Another great show, Richard writes. I mean, the show just started. It Did it even start? I don't know. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Of course, Jim, always with the cover charge right on the table. And Colin, thank you, Colin, for your very generous super chat. All of your, all of your super chats are generous. This is how we keep the show going and growing. And, and I also want to thank, of course, the patrons. And in particular, let me call out this one particular patron tonight who joined and rejoined every now and then, sometimes drops out, sometimes joins, but I understand. So no pressure. You don't have to, I mean, please become a patron if, you know, if you can, if you can. But anyway, tonight's show is sponsored by... Mark, Uncle Smokey. That's right. Thank you, Mark, Uncle Smokey, for taking the leap, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Your patronage and all, uh, and the patronage of everyone who supports the show will keep the show going and growing. That's how we do it. And if you're unable to support the show financially, there are other ways to support, as you guys know. Share it. What else? I don't know. Yeah, share it. Share it. Share the show. Tell your friends. There you go. There you go. Oh, let me see. Idento. I know, if anything, I do know you are a New Yorker. I asked if you were live. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I see. I see. I misread your your text. I, I It said, are you live, Tara? I thought you said, where do you live? Okay. You know, too many screens open at the same time. Okay. Where are we? How many things? Okay, so this is what I was saying. I didn't, I wasn't feeling like doing the show tonight. I'm not sure how long the show's going to be. I'm just saying at this point. But... The, the reason is bec because what do you say on a night like this where we find out how yeah, that we've been assaulted again, that other more fellow Americans are senselessly dead, young people too, children, young people. Um, and it's, it's absolutely appalling, but what else is new? You know what's happening. The Republicans, I mean, I... All right. It's we have to stop with um, calling or you know what it, it's the corporate media. The corporate media has to stop treating these republicans like they're sincere, like they sincerely care about the country. It's very bizarre. Don't you think no wonder we're all twisted and and crazy because there's so many mixed messages 
going and happening at the same time. So at one on one hand, we're we're hearing and we know that the Republicans are trying to overthrow democracy. They are they. I mean, God knows more will be revealed, and I can't wait with this January sixth commission since they're going to subpoena the records, the phone records of members of Congress, who's coordinating with the, with the insurrectionists. Of course they were. That, that's what, there were no tours happening. There were no public tours of the Capitol. In order to get a tour of the Capitol, you had to be invited by a member of Congress. So why all of a sudden were there an uptick in tours going on right before January 6th. We know why, because the traitors in the Republican death cult were in- invited these traitors in to give them a tour, to show them, well, here's Nancy Pelosi's office. This is where you could take a dump. Here's where you can wipe your ass on the curtains. This is where you can urinate. This is where you can put your cigarette out on this very priceless portrait. That's what they were doing. And, yeah, uh, on one hand, there you go. We have a bunch of traitors. It's not, it's not to be denied. There's the entire Republican Party at this point, right? Save two. So, two. What? Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are all in the sedition uh, caucus, all of them. They're all a bunch of traitors. So on one hand, we hear about the traitors, and yeah, that's what they are, trying to overthrow democracy. And then on the other hand, we're there, the ones calling for Joe Biden to resign, okay? And, oh, and, there, and the cognitive dissonance doesn't end there. They're, they're talking about, I mean, this is the thing that's driving me insane, too, they they're so upset about what's happening in Afghanistan about the withdrawal and how oh lives are going to be lost and lives live they you know how much they love life republicans they, every life is precious to them doesn't matter white pigment darker pigment it doesn't matter right that's a, that's what the republican party is renowned for Jesus Christ. But they're so they're so concerned about people who might be prematurely um, made into corpses, except um, they don't want to give it. They don't want to open their own doors or much less the doors of the country. They don't want to open up um, uh, the the immigration rolls. Let these people in. Because it's an emergency. Of course they don't. This is no wonder we're all nuts. That's the cognitive dissonance. It's like they speak out of both sides of their filthy, disgusting, Trump-suckling, greed-centered lie holes. Absolutely. And it's unbelievable. The fact that Josh Harley, all right, Josh, I have a hard time saying Harley for some reason, is... Josh Hawley is calling for Joe Biden to resign. Has he met himself, I wonder? You know, the fist in the air. Yeah. Go get him, traitors.
My God. Here. Josh Hawley. Oh, he's he's a piece of work, that one. But now the Republicans, th- this was going on before today's terrorist attack, and it's still happening. Their, um, th- their solution, you know what the Republican solution is to what's going on in Afghanistan? Guess what, everybody? Anybody? No, not a tax cut, even though, yes, I mean, that will be a solution here. Um, they will propose that are not, no, no, they don't want, it's not deregulation. They want to reinvade Afghanistan. You see, that's because that's all they got. That's all the Republicans got. They don't have any ideas. There's no ideas. What ideas? You know, there's no new idea. They got, they, they got old ideas as old as goddamn history. And they need to be retired in history's trash pile. They are, their ideas, they got what? They got ideas? It's uh, destroy democracy. That's the, uh, that's the idea. And um, make war no matter what. Anywhere, they, they never met a war they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't let somebody else die in. That's for sure. Well, in the Huffington Post, Kevin Robaland writes, Republicans are pushing President Joe Biden to take actions that would amount to re-invading Afghanistan by either reacquiring the U.S. military to, uh, uh, yes, either requiring the U.S. military to retake an abandoned air base or staying in the country long enough to restart the dormant war with the Taliban. The calls were amplified on Thursday following the deaths of a dozen U.S. service members and more than 50 Afghan civilians in a pair of bombings near the Kabul airport, the center of the American effort to evacuate the country's wartime allies from Afghanistan. Intelligence officials believe a branch of the self-styled Islamic State that has battled the Taliban for influence are responsible for the attacks, according to the reports. In a statement, Senator Ben Sass, now he's one, he's really beaten the war drums, who has long opposed efforts under both Biden and the asshole, the orange asshole, to end U.S. involvement in the two-decade war, said Biden needed to rip up the August 31st deadline and defend evacuation routes by expanding the perimeter around Kabul airport or by retaking um, the Bagram air base. You are commander in chief, sir. Well, it sounds like something Twitler would say about himself. How everyone calls him sir. But uh, this is where, you know, he's trying to be respectful at least. At least he's not calling Joe Biden sleepy Joe or corrupt Joe or or hashtag where's the laptop or something, you know, stupid. um, So he says, reverse course and fight for our people. Yeah, like, that's what Republicans are also so renowned for, right? Fighting for the people. This is likely to get worse and weakens and weakness will accelerate the bloodshed. Well, that's where the Republicans are confused because they're as weak as shit, them. They, they, they wouldn't know strength. They don't know strength. Because if it is actual strength, if something is, 
is um, displaying strength. That's confusing to them. So you see, it takes strength, emotional strength. For example, when you are the person who do not, who does not receive the most votes in an election, and you call your opponent and say, "Congratulations, uh, um, Mr. or Madam President, you're, you know, you're, we we ran a good race." But you came out, I came out short, you came out on top, good luck, I'm behind you. That's what strength is. And they don't know, they, they're clueless about it. I mean, that's just one aspect of strength. It's just one example. There are so many other examples. that re- That's why Republicans are confused. You know what else is strong? Um... You know, uh, giving a shit about other people. How about taking a vaccine? Maybe you're a little bit, you're scared of needles or something. But, okay, um, it's your civic duty. It's your patriotic duty. Not much to ask, right? For some, uh, considering the sacrifices that others make. You know, they love when others sacrifice, don't they? They love to say, thank you for your service. But what? Don't bother me. I got mine. I got mine. Freedom isn't free or something. They, they, I mean, it's, they're so, they know nothing about anything that they're talking about. Everything that they, that they cling to, every, all of, it's just a caricature. A caricature of freedom, a caricature of patriotism, you know? Jesus Christ. Other Republicans similarly suggested the United States pour more troops into the country because that's just what they are. They are failures. You don't bring a bunch of serial bankrupt failures back in, in power. You don't give them power. But there are many Americans that continue to do it. But honestly, guys, they're in the majority. I mean, the minority, you know that. They are the minority party. They're not, they represent a minority of people. They, um, repre- I mean, they have they hold minority views that aren't that people don't want, want. The majority doesn't want. This is why they they have to be in order to, I guess, um, to behave like they behave. I don't know. I guess maybe it's a survive. They consider it some kind of a survival mechanism for them. But it be, really does betray a larger issue, and that is that they hate democracy. Uh, and this is, it comes down to that. Don't you, I mean, guys, don't you get it? it I'm sure you, you guys do, but that's really what it comes down to. Ultimately, everything, all of this is about destroying democracy. Whether they realize it or not, they're just a bunch of greedy grifters. And democracy, when it is functioning if correctly, or at least on the right, on the correct side, uh, not necessarily a hundred percent. Nothing is perfect, but um, it is. It, it it's you know people are uh, people are doing well in, in when when democracy is functioning. Wait, what was I saying? Oh God, I'm sorry. There's too many things. This is why I need you to. <laughs> 
support the show because it's just too many fucking buttons for me to push at the same time and then like keep talking it it uh distracts me and then i get off track but anyway well what was i saying what was i saying let's just continue with this because i there well this has a point um other republicans suggested i put more military in there this is what says representative mark green i'd get every single american out and i'd start killing the bad guys oh aren't you a tough guy oh you're so strong republicans please meaning you're weak as shite that's for sure i'd start I put more in there. I get every American out because they love America, right? They love their fellow America. They only love America. America is when when it is some kind of abstract thing to them. When it comes down to actually loving America, well, then they they could give a shit. They'll storm the Capitol. God damn it. You love America, you get every single American out because American lives, right? That's all that that's all they care about. American lives are just the so much better than any other life. So they are that's all that counts to Republicans. So, you know, that once you get all the Americans out and they they're going to start killing the bad guys. Well, well, if these Americans, when when they get back here uh, to the United States, um, let's say some of them, maybe uh, maybe one or a couple of them, maybe might get sick. Maybe they don't have health care. Maybe, uh, uh, who knows? I mean, will you care about them then? They only, you see what I'm saying? They, they're, um, this love so-called of american lives is also full of shit <sighs> i put more military in there well i know you would honey because you're a republican and you don't got no good ideas i put more in there i'll get every american out and i'll start killing bad guys well go for it buddy what I mean, who is this guy? Representative Mark Green of Tennessee. Let's take a look at him. Oh, he looks, he's a tough guy. Bing bang, bing bang, bing. I'd start killing. Bad guy. Really? Oh, you look like one of these tough guys. Look at him there. Jesus Christ. I'd start. Is that what you do? Rep? Well, then what do you... Then do it. Let's see. How old is he? I doubt he's old enough to enlist. What's his age? What's your age, little green? What's your age, age? Little mocker. 56. Oh, damn. Too old to join. Oh, well, he's a retired U.S. Army major. Well, you can re-up if you're retired. He's a, he's a major. He can uh, 
I think you could somehow restart your commission or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the rules about that. But he's a tough guy, right? I kill him all and let God sort him out. You would, wouldn't you? Well, maybe you should run for president then. Maybe you can get the most votes in a giant country of 320 million people and then you can be the commander in chief. But try it. Try try winning. Yeah, the American. Try winning the most votes in a national election. Rep Green. The GOP calls backed by some Dems. Hello, we're talking about conservatives. Conservatism is really the root of everything that sucks. Who also want the U.S. to maintain a presence in the country laid out how the choice facing Biden was never about simply maintaining a nonviolent status quo versus withdrawing. It was about either withdrawing or ramping up to a uh, ramping up the two trillion dollar war and national building effort, a deployment that multiple presidents had pledged to end, and which the military and political leaders repeatedly misled misled the public about. And where's the calls for accountability regarding that? Right? Of all of the offenses we've been enduring under this uh, United States of Serfs and Lords, that there has to be repercussions for that. If there are no repercussions for lying a so-called free people into a war, then what What are we doing? It's sort of like if there are no consequences for the January 6th insurrection. It's, it's hopeless then. That's right. Um, from the Washington Post, in 2019, Craig Whitlock wrote... At war with the truth, this is from the Washington Post, like I said, uh, U.S. officials constantly said they were making progress, they were not, and they knew it. A confidential trove of government documents obtained by the Washington Post reveals that senior U.S. officials failed to tell the truth about the war in Afghanistan throughout the 18-year campaign making rosy pronouncements they knew to be false and hiding unmistakable evidence that the war had become unwinnable. But they kept lying. You know why? Because you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. That's, just, that's the military. What is the military going to do and say? The military wants to be in, in war. That's what it's there for. That's what, it, that's what they do. Especially the leadership, they want to be there because they get promotions. It get it's a it's a fast track. So it's a fast track to making their bones, so to speak, literally and figuratively. The U.S. government tried to shield the identities of the vast majority of those interviewed for the project. This is from. Uh, the Washington Post, the Post won release of the documents under the Freedom of Information Act after a three-year battle. 
you see? So they didn't want the, the, the press, one of the pillars of democracy, to find out that the leadership knew that the war was unwinnable. And that's what Joe Biden knew. Joe Biden knew this because he gets the unclassified information. They all knew it, too, though. That's the thing. The Republicans in Congress knew it. They all knew it. But nobody wanted to be the one to pull the plug. Now, I am, I, I, I don't know. My heart weeps for the women of Afghanistan and for the LGBTQ community in Afghanistan. They, too, will be tormented. And uh, the crimes against humanity are, it's, are prolific. But I don't know. I don't know. There would there would either have to be a an ongoing commitment there, or this, and a commitment you know like was on the table. The reason the 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 that there because here's the what they kept saying all this past that there's been no um, there's been no death no um, Americans have been killed in Afghanistan well save today though right. Um, because, well, they haven't been for the last year and a half or whatever it was. Um, and that is because Trump and the effing Trump Ill illegitimate, less vote getting Trump administration <laughs> negotiated a, uh, a shameful retreat they they didn't win the war or anything they, they got the hell out of there and like with everything that trump touches he sucks at making a deal even the but he it, well what would that matter though see that's the thing with republicans they i guess perhaps they understand the american people uh, maybe they're more uh, they they probably I don't know because they the thing is they count on the stupidity of the American people they count on the amnesia and how uh, the the built-in forgetters of the American people that it, this will pass one day it won't matter that uh, Trump the the eighteen nineteen times Trump boasted that he ended ISIS, that he eliminated ISIS, right? It won't matter. So they don't need to have shame. You know, Republicans are shameless. So regardless of the fact that, uh, that what's his name? Uh, not just Trump. What's the other guy? Um, Bill Barr. Not Bill Barr. Who's the other guy? You know what I'm saying. That guy. The guy, the one who, who met with the Taliban, Trump. I can see his face in my mind. He's got that voice, Pompeo. Yes, exactly. He. Oh my God, that voice. Oh, you think my? I mean, his voice is like freaky, weird, like a robot or something. Um. Yeah, but all the times that they boasted that oh well here here let me let me get Trump in his own words here. 
Here is Trump. Not I know, right? <laughs> Whenever I say that, people are like, oh, no. Whenever I say, let's listen to Trump in his own words, it's like, oh, no. Should be formally announced sometime, probably next week, that we will have 100% of the caliphate. But I want to wait for the official word. Oh. I don't want to say it too early. Oh, yeah. Over the past two years, we have retaken... Because you know about a good rollout, a good premiere, right? You're all... You're Mr. Marketing. You see the, the backdrop there? Global Coalition to Defeat ISIS. The people at this global coalition were sh- kind of surprised. <laughs> Whoops, wrong button. They, they were shocked at what Twitler was revealing, but he couldn't help himself because he wants to pretend like he's a, he's a big man who, who all of a sudden is the greatest military strategist the world's ever known. F. Alexander the Great. We got the goddamn uh, apprentice guy over here. Come on. Forget this M graveyard of empires. We got this guy with the water and the university and the fake charity and the fake vitamins here. He's a genius. Should be formally announced sometime, probably next week, that we will have 100% of the caliphate. Really? But I want to wait for the official word. Oh, yes. I don't want to say it too early. No, no. Over the past two years, we have retaken more than... 20,000 square miles of land. We have secured sure one have, battlefield. Bobby. And we've had victory after victory after victory oh. and retaken both Mosul and Raqqa. Raqqa. We we've taken eliminated Mosul. more than 60 miles. That's the first time you ever saw, saw that word, Raqqa. Moza. Moza and Raqqa. Who's that? Is that like uh, Mutt and Jeff? Who? Uh, Moza. We've taken it. We took Moza, and we took Raqqa. See? I'm reading it. I'm reading it real good. High-value ISIS leaders, so we have a... Oh, he's, uh, they got the high-valued ISIS leaders that they can promptly re- release from prison. All those 5,000, you know, oh, they even released the boss. That's what Trump did. They took the, the leader... And put him right back out on the battlefield. Well, they wanted him to negotiate with Pompeo. That's what it was. So they released one of the one of the high-valued prisoners that we had, uh, along with five thousand others. Remember when the Republicans were flipping out over Obama making a prisoner exchange with the Taliban? Remember? Oh, let me see this. How many prisoners? Let's see. The Taliban, it was five. It was just five. On May 31st, 2014, following negotiations coordinated by the government of, of Qatar, the five detainees were exchanged for, uh, for what's his name, Bergdahl. Yeah, that's the guy. And the Republicans went nuts because, well, you see, 
the um, the message is that one one American soldier is worth all of these. You know, that's how much value uh, an American life has. So, but the Republicans were were irate about the prisoner exchange. But what did they say about Trump? Trump releasing 5,000. 5,000 Taliban. Yep. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, here he is. Here's a picture. No, that's not it. Where is it? No. Jesus Christ. There he is with the guy. <laughs> the head of Taliban peace negotiation team. Uh, he was one of the people they released in the prisoner, whatever. Oh, well. You see, that's the other thing that is so difficult to deal with in um, this effed up country. The selective outrage. That's how we know that the Republicans are full of crap and don't have anyone's best interest at heart but their own. Because the outrage. You see, like, when... What, that's the difference, though, between Republicans and normal people. Right? Democrats, liberals, normal people, progressives, same thing, right? The, um, when, you, uh, and we saw a glimpse of it during when the first images started coming out from Afghanistan, and it was horrific. People holding onto the planes, people dying because they were holding onto the planes while they took off which is horrific, and uh, the criticism, yeah, on both sides, from Democrats, from Republicans, the Republicans are expected, of course, but then, but the Democrats were, we were all saying, what the F? And criticize, you know, talking about how this is really bad. But, um, you know, you never see that on the Republican side. Do you ever? We, uh, and, and I remember during the Obama years when th the thing is the Republicans constantly talk about Democrats as being uh, zombies, Obama zombies. Uh, the irony <laughs> is, is, um, is rich because look at them it's everything that they accuse us of is what that's that's what they are no we were never it was never a cult with obama just like it was never a cult with bernie when bernie like for example people would say oh the bernie bots or whatever um then some of the bernie bots didn't just go and vote for Hillary Clinton, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Anyway, that's a, I don't want to relitigate that story, but the thing is, when Democrats um, make mistakes or do something that we can be critical of, we are critical of it. 
the 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 real liberal media like this show and Mike Malloy and Robin Kincaid and FYI Nation and others like it and Vernant Square Radio the this the real liberal media is and and sometimes even the corporate media like we saw over the last couple of days criticizing Biden but now I think uh, you know things are kind of um shaken out in the wash or whatever what's the what's the saying because i see the point i see what biden is saying and given that he's getting the unclassified information he's getting the unclassified reports that it's not working so how ma- how many more decades will we be there and yeah i i see the I see the points. I see why that we'd have to get the hell out of there. Either that or leave. I don't know. Uh, in my opinion, I feel like we had made. I mean, the, this is an aside. We made a commitment to some to, to people there, and I don't know. Keeping twenty five hundred troops in there, I don't think would be such a big deal if that meant that little girls can get educated and uh, can walk down the street without being hit by a stick. You know what I mean? Or that's how you change a country. You have to educate people. Now it's um, the Taliban. They're going right back to uh, the, the, the 10th century, maybe the 9th century. The other thing is, let me tell you guys, as far as the Taliban, because th- when when they pull out of there, the, they, they, you know, they keep saying how we are leaving all this equipment behind. The, the, we're leaving some trucks and helicopters and what. Well, you have to be able to fly them, though, right? You have to be able to. You, what do you think these pricks are doing? You think they're flying helicopters? They're that they, they, they can. There's a 38 percent literacy rate in Afghanistan. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you went over there with a, a cigarette lighter, they treat. They think you are a, a, a god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> These Taliban pricks. I hate them. That's all I can say. But yeah, they like hello. You have to be able to read. To be able to fly a helicopter, don't you? At least in the beginning, to start. But so they—it's not like they know. <laughs> it's not like they—they they have this intellectual capacity. It's—it's it's gonna be the friggin' ninth century again. But anyway, where am I? Oh, yeah, let's play. We were playing this video of Twitler. If you look at the ISIS leaders of the 60 top, we've eliminated almost every one of them. Now they reform. We know that. He's so full of shit. They're having a hard time reforming, and I wouldn't say it's a great job to have because of us. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll not be a sought-after occupation. What, Thanks uh, to the global reconstituting coalition, ISIS? All of you here today. Can I enter an ad in the Times? other partners. 
the ISIS caliphate yeah. has been decimated. The ISIS caliphate. Well, don't you hate his voice? The ISIS caliphate. Well, this is a CBC report on this particular global coalition to defeat ISIS meeting that took place in 2019. Forgive all of the foreign ministers and senior officials of the 79 countries making up the coalition that's been fighting ISIS for today, perhaps wondering, now what? <laughs> because they were like, they're talking about this announcement. He's like, we won, everyone. All right. I, it's a little premature for me to come out here and tell you. But, you know, uh, it's the greatest. It's the eighth wonder of the world. It's the best, most succulent steaks you ever had. And all you got to do is pee in this cup, and I'll send you some vitamins formulated for your personal physiology. Yes, and I also defeated ISIS. A hundred percent. It's gone. As they gathered in Washington to consider next steps... That fight is about to get more complicated, even with its successes. It should be formally announced sometime, probably next week, that we will have 100% of the caliphate. Donald Trump underlined for them why, in his view, there's no longer a need for the 2,000 U.S. troops in that fight, troops Trump has pledged to soon withdraw. Nobody thought it was possible to do it this quickly. Trump's oh, yes. decision in December to Nobody pull back has... U.S. troops caught the world by... That's what she said. <laughs> That's what Melania says. No one thought, dear darling. Oh, don't you, don't you like... That's another thing. When Twitter imitates Melania, or sometimes known as Melanie, um, speaking to him, he says... He says... She, she's like, darling. Yeah, like, come on. She says, darling, didn't you tell the, the news that you did this amazing thing? I know, I know, dear. They're just fake. They're just making up everything about me. Darling, don't let it get to you, darling. I mean, this is what he says when he gives us a window into the world of the love of Trump of Donald Trump Sr. and his third trophy wife. You could feel the love of, of all, you know, at least they got love. Sometimes you look at a couple and you're like, hmm, I get it. Other times you're like, oh, yes, of course, a trophy wife. Please. Can you imagine being Donald Trump's third trophy wife. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> what a what a disgusting thing to be of everything of all dirty jobs. That's a TV show, I think, on on A and E or something. Dirty jobs. That's the dirtiest job. But will they'll have somebody go into a sewer or whatever somebody who cleans the cleans the uh, poop pipes or something if that's an official pipe i don't know the poop pipe <laughs> well hey gotta have poop gotta have pipe and um they'll say you know this is the worst job it's the dirtiest job well i think being uh trump's trophy wife number three that's a pretty dirty job because you gotta 
What do you? I mean, she had to at least accept his smaller than average. Um, what's uh, Toad from Mario Kart looking? Whatever the hell that is. Thing that he's compensating for. She had to at least. I mean, they had one child together. Jesus. He's disgusting. All right, let's keep going. Surprise, including those in his own military. It led in part to the resignation of then Defense Secretary James Mattis. Oh, he and wasn't he a mad dog anymore. That's when Trump was like, oh, he's the worst. Only the best people that have the greatest, coolest nicknames. Mad Dog, Greasy Lightning, Cool Breeze. Yeah, I got to have all, all of the cast here. It's sort of like when you go to Chuck E. Cheese. It's not the same if you don't have a giant rat there. Giant stuffed rat, I mean. Not on the menu. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, this acknowledgement from Leonard Votel, head of the U.S. Central Command. You weren't consulted before that decision was announced. We were not. I was not consulted. For Trump. Because Trump is the greatest military strategist the world hath ever seen and known. Can't you tell? All you got to do is say, who needs to actually defeat ISIS? You see, when all you have to do is say... I defeated them. Who needs to actually defeat? I mean, that's what the military just does not seem to understand. You don't need to, to do it. You don't need to actually get people and, and equipment over there and start this war up again or any, or, or any wars. You just got to say, war over. I did it. High five to me. You're so lucky I'm your commander-in-chief. Nobody, like nobody ever seen, like nobody ever seen. Who needs to actually have a war when you can just lie and say, I, we won. We won. And not even tell any of your, any of your military command. I mean, it's insane. It's friggin' insane. And it goes to show you that... He thinks he's a goddamn dictator. This is not the this is not normal, guys. It's not normal. And this is who the filthy fascists want to keep in power. Fulfills a long-standing pledge to reduce America's footprint abroad, and it plays well in many parts of the country, but for ISIS, say many, including again those in Trump's military, it's a gift. ISIS may have had its territory diminished, but the belief is that many of its fighters are now simply laying low, waiting for U.S. Oh. troops to depart before potentially a resurgence. The U.S. suggests that it is not fully abandoning the fight, but said coalition partners will now be asked to do more. The fight is one that we will continue to wage alongside of you. The drawdown of troops is essentially a tactical change. It is not a change in the mission. Sure. Said Foreign Minister Christian Freeland tonight, Canada's role in that region remains far from over. Canada, which is leading the NATO training mission in Iraq, is, this is very a story focused from Canada. on the fact that having won the war, it is absolutely essential to win the peace. 
And Paul, you mentioned a possible ISIS resurgence. Tell possible. us more about that. Yeah, well, you know, when Trump talks about getting to 100%, he's talking about the amount of land in Syria no longer under ISIS control. He's not talking about ISIS fighters. A British group that watches this stuff carefully estimates there are still between four and 5,000 ISIS fighters hiding in caves and mountains, watching and waiting, and, by the way, still fighting. They're said to have killed nearly 200 people there since August. Even the U.S. Defense Department has warned Trump that ISIS could stage a resurgence within six to 12 months if military pressure against it eases up. As Christian oh. Freeland noted, there's still work to be done. Well, that's so weird because Trump destroyed them. Well, there'll be no consequences for him. Don't worry. There never are. And, and we have a, a giant memory hole where all the Republican failures get stuffed in. And no one ever opens it up and says, hey, look in here. This is ground zero in here, you know? All of the mistakes. And, well, we, we, I'm saying generously, it's a mistake. They did it on purpose. And this is what we have to get to the point where the corporate media, like us, calls them out on it. It's time to stop taking them as sincere actors or partners in democracy. That, that's what they're, they're not. They're adversaries to democracy. If you had any respect for democracy, much and respect for your fellow Americans, if you gave a crap about your fellow Americans, you would never lie them into a war. Because you know that people are going to die. But they don't seem to give a shit as long as somebody else's, it's somebody else's blood being spilled for their glory. Right? There's no glory, I suppose, in um, pulling out of Afghanistan. Trump needed to, that's why Trump could only announce um, that he killed, that he, he eliminated ISIS. Oh, thank God. And all he could do was F everything up. This is what Republicans do. Sort of like the way they throw that poison pill into the post office, and now the post office is hobbled and struggling. Right? Because they have this, this pre-funding, pre, uh, they got to fund 75 years of health benefits in 10 years. This is what they do. This is just another example. Everything they touch. It is, did they do that to the post office because what, they love the post office? They did it because they want to fucking destroy the post office because they hate it. They hate unionized workforce, and they hate a, a connected community. They need us nice and divided and fighting amongst each other. So we will be the ones to vote for our own demise. Of course, we won't. The normal people of this country won't. Uh, but they're fixing it, so it won't matter how many normal people there are. Because however... However, the slimmest mi minority they have, they'll turn that into uh, uh, <laughs> permanent rule. And it's, this is what we're up against. It's like in, in Nazi Germany. 
the we've discussed this before. The Nazis never received a majority of votes. They only they received a um, well the the last vote before Hitler was declared chancellor. The Nazis received thirty one percent of the vote in the German Parliament, and then Hitler strong armed his way into being named chancellor. And that's when everything went to hell. But he, he was never, it was never, uh, even before, that he was never, Hitler, the Nazi party, was never a majority party. <sighs> so, but that's not how fascists roll. They don't care. They're, they hate democracy. So if they have to pretend to be in democracy, to play along, to play nice with democracy in order to destroy it. That's what they do. Sort of like you, you know, like a, like any predator that camouflages itself. Right? And then you lower your guard until they strike and it's too late. That's who they are. Wait, I just, wait, wait, wait. I see some super chats. Oh, my God. We have a nice chat room happening. Hop on in at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And again, I got to say, thanks again, Richard and Jim and Colin. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Errol writes, when will Republic clowns ever going to quit being divorced from reality? I think that's the first of never. That's when. Errol. JD, thank you for your super chat in pounds. JD writes, my tariff fix. Thank you. Thank you, JD. JL's a J. Thank you for your super chat. And thank you, Pookie's mama, Irene. For your super chat, everything Trump touches dies. Exactly. And now he's got his filthy fingers around the neck of our country and the republicans this is another example of how they are uh, they hate democracy because if they didn't they would never have somebody like trump as a standard bearer and for all of the accolades we're giving to dick cheney not dick cheney <laughs> liz cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger, which is, it's great. They're on the January 6th commission and all that. But they, they also voted no on, uh, on the voting rights. What was this? Wait, wait. What was the, I'm getting, it's getting confusing. Vote, there are, it's not that confusing, voting. Right. Um, because there are two, two bills. The Democrats have two bills about voting. One is the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the other is the Help America Vote or something. And the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is just, uh, it's basically just a fix to the, the shit the, the, that the Republicans did, that the conservatives on the Supreme Court, the illegitimate, um, what's his face? Roberts, appointed by the less vote getting Supreme Court appointed illegitimate George W. Bush, 
the destruction that John Roberts took to the Voting Rights Act. That's what the John Lewis Voting Rights uh, Act, John Lewis, whatever it's called, John Lewis something. Um, that's what that addresses. And then there's the Help America vote. What is that? Wait, wait, let me see. Two bills. There's two voting bills. Let me see. John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And H.R. 1 is an ambitious proposal that would transform many aspects of elections and campaigns across the country, including how they are financed. I mean, this is an important piece of work here. And I'm reading from the Los Angeles Times, Nicholas Riccardi. H.R. 1 is, uh, we'll just read it to um, give us the difference so we know. Let's clear it up. H.R. 1 is an ambitious proposal that would transform many aspects of elections and campaigns across the country, including how they're financed. Written in 2017 when the Democrats were out of power, it was then referred to as a messaging bill, a proposal for candidates to tout on the campaign trail and not crafted specifically to garner enough votes to pass into law at the time. In contrast, the John Lewis Act is a comparatively narrow bill designed to fix a specific problem, in this case addressing the 2013 Supreme Court ruling that made it harder for the federal government to block racially discriminatory voting laws and, re and redistricting proposals. And that's incredibly important as well. <sighs> Democrats will struggle to get either bill through Congress as they look for a way to combat the Republican-led efforts to restrict voting in state legislatures around the country. So, uh, yeah, this... So, okay... This has to happen. We need to pass these bills or we're done. We know that the Democrats who escaped Texas, um, some of them relented, went back to Texas and allowed the Republicans a quorum to advance their destructive voting rights bill. The, the Democrats, these these Texas Democrats, are um, they met with Joe Manchin. They met with other Democrats, but I th I really think they're they're holding their hopes or pin pinning their hopes on the Democrats doing something federally to address the overarching assaults that's that's happening in in legislatures all over the country. And it has to happen. It must happen. We must pass these these two bills. First of all, we know that we wouldn't need them if the Republicans hadn't decimated the Voting Rights Act. Well, we would need. We would actually need. Excuse me. Let me roll that back a little. We would need. We we would need <laughs> uh, to take money out of politics and fix the. The, or stop the ability of Republicans or anybody, Democrats, anybody, uh, to redistrict anything. It should be done fairly and equitably. And, and no one sees those maps that are drawn 
um, so specifically and says that's that's the way that that's fair. That's a way that we should do it. Everybody sees the the grift in it. We all know it, but we continue to abide by it. We're like, okay, all right, oh well, keep on going. All right, this is the may maybe maybe all corrupt, but that's what we got. All right, oh well, only if we could do something about it. Oh well. Oh my God. It reminds me, actually, who did I hear this? The guy, what's this guy? Is this somebody, I was listening to Stephanie Miller earlier. Should it be? And they had a guest on who I like, and I can't remember the guy's name, whatever. And But he was saying that, um, I was just looking for an article he referenced that he wrote uh, about the census like, for example, the cheating in the senses, because the Republicans deliberately um, manipulated the the count, or and because they know how important it is to have an accurate census count for redistricting purposes, and um, so. What this person who I know I'm kicking myself because I can't remember their name. Maybe somebody can who listened to Stephanie Miller this morning can can remind me. But he was saying, why why do we have to stick with the broken census that that Trump left us? The Constitution only says that we must do a census every decade or whatever. So, uh, but doesn't say that we must, we can only do it once. How about we do it until we have an accurate count or do it accurately? Don't allow these grifters to get away with their grift. That's the thing. I don't understand why. Well, I mean, the thing is, why do we allow the, 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 you know, the, the, the corruption to stand in the interest of what? Because, the, I don't know, why? Why would we allow an inaccurate count to go forward? Oh, the, Dem- the Republicans will fight us. Well, enough. If that's the case, good. This is this is what this is the byproduct of enabling Republicans. We constantly allow them to get away with their shit, their bullshit. And what what's to deter them if they get away with it constantly? There is no there's no justice. There's no repercussions for any of the bad behavior. So they keep on doing it. Of course they do. Why would they change? They can even incite an insurrection against the country and still hold their seats in Congress. Why would they have it any differently? All of their scams and, and, and all of their schemes and scams, they're allowed to get away with them. It's unbelievable. Like, for example, Bush v. Gore. Why? Bush was allowed to continue to be the president, even though when the votes were counted, by any measure, 
Al Gore won the election. And it was he was just George Bush was just allowed to resume his duties in the Oval Office and lie us into an illegal war. Imagine how different this world would be if Republicans never got their filthy, disgusting fingers around the neck of power. Because treason is just another election strategy for right-wingers. You know? I mean, imagine, for example, when we all know the story, when Reagan got into the uh, Oval Office, even though he um, committed treason, negotiating behind the backs of the sitting president, negotiating with an enemy that was holding Americans hostage and telling that enemy, hold them a little longer. Hold those fellow Americans of mine because I don't give a shit what's going on with them or their families or what stress they're under. I don't care. Keep them. Keep them as long as you want. Who cares? They're not me, but they're a means to an end. Keep them because it will hurt my opponent. It's going to be good. And when I get elected by using dirty tricks, um, we'll make you a deal, a, good, a nice deal on some weapons for yourself. And that's what happened. But, you know, why, when this comes out, there's no repercussions for that. And then George Bush, the same thing. When it comes out that... He's he didn't win the most votes. We just go about our business. What what would be the what would be so hard about saying oops, oopsie? The guy, you know what, guys, he didn't win. This guy won. Oh, okay. That's why we have a chain of command. So you know, there's not there's never a headless state. So, okay, sort of like what happened here in New York. Cuomo is gone. We have a new governor. See, blink. We blinked an eye. We had a new governor. What's the difference? It's because, I don't know, because the thing is damn broken. That's right. That's, that's because everything, it is broken. Why can't I talk? I don't know. I've been asking myself a lot. Why can't I talk? Some words just don't want to come out of my, ha- my mouth. Or they don't want to come out in the right way. Let me see. Where are you? Yeah. Come on. Buttons here, buttons there. Pushing buttons everywhere. Well, um, we were speaking of the filibuster, I suppose, so to speak. Well, Joe Manchin and... Um, there's pressure. Joe Man- Manchin is being lobbied by Reverend Barber, William Barber, and holding rallies and marches to Manchin's office. Because the fact is, Joe Manchin, and this is partly why we need our election reforms, including um, reforming the money, money in politics. Because Joe Manchin and Reverend Barber is 100% correct when he says that Manchin is using the filibuster 
as a, a as a shield. He's just hiding behind the filibuster, and um, Reverend Barber calls it the coward's filibuster because he's saying he's using the filibuster as an excuse when it's the real reason he is. Um, He's a hemorrhoid, a fissured hemorrhoid on the progress we need to save this country from fascism is because he's taken money from the Chamber of Commerce and other groups like No Labels who take money from big moneyed interests and then they can pretend to be somehow bipartisan and above the fray. Give me a break. Manchin ha- likes to hang out on his yacht and with all of his his big money benefactors. He's not hanging out on the, the yacht with you or me or Reverend Barber. Who's he hanging out with? Friggin' Chamber of Commerce. What, what about his, his bitch daughter? He's like a CEO who likes to hike up people's life-saving medications because, you know, chit-ching, that's all that matters. He's hiding behind this this so-called um, what? A bipartisan. The filibuster is like like Kristen Cinema said. Um, it's there to make us negotiate, uh, by, and which is bullshit. It, it was never put into the, the, the our system by the founders. It was put there. So uh, it was actually put there by mistake. It was a uh, it was a uh, clerical somebody some clerk wrote something about. It. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I can't really shouldn't really talk about it until I l- learn more about it. But where is Reverend Barber? But Reverend Barber calls him out. But this is. I mean, I wonder if it has any weight to it though. Because these so-called representatives, they don't give a shit. They care only about, you know, you got money, buddy? What are you going to do for me? They're not in it for altruism, especially somebody like Joe Manchin at this point. He definitely thinks he's uh, above us all. Uh, How do these people, I mean, the balls, really, to think, you, I mean, especially Kristen Cinema too. She's a tedious, basic bitch if there ever was one. Oh my God, the antics, the self-serving antics on that bitch. And then to, to, to write an op-ed about the filibuster that is so wrong. This is why this country is goddamn dumb. Because we got represented, we got senators writing op-eds that are nothing but fiction and then i bet you you have people in the country that say well the filibuster's there to make everybody negotiate bipartisan you know in the middle get the fuck out of here that's not the truth no it's not that make everybody negotiate is that has how's that working how's that working what it is it's there to stop the majority <laughs> Stop the American people from fixing the problems of this country. Here's Reverend Barber talking to Joe Manchin. Tell the people of West Virginia that tonight, 
when you're at. Tell them you really don't care about the mountains. Tell them you really don't care about the poor. Be a man. Tell them you don't care about low wealth. Tell them you don't care about voting rights. Tell them you don't care about their wages. Be a man. If that's who you are, tell the people you care more about your greedy friends who visit your houseboat in D.C. than the people who are back home here in West Virginia. Tell them. Be a man. But you got one other option. Be a man and repent. Have the courage to repent and say you were wrong. Oh, please. He'll forgive you if you tell us you got caught up for a moment. Yeah, the money got to you. You sniffed some coke, K-O-C-A. <laughs> well, you forgot who you were. You forgot who your mama was. You forgot who your people were. But now you've come to your senses. Like the prodigal son, you're ready to come back home. Huh? Be, be a man and repent. Tell that you're not listening to your mentor. You're listening to the Chamber of Commerce. That's right. Come on home, Joe Manchin. Be a man. Either man enough to stand in these folks' face and say you lied, or man enough to repent and change your ways. Huh. Good luck. So it's like a couple weeks ago, you remember the leaked audio of Joe Manchin with on a call with billionaire donors. And in that call, he urged big, big money donors who donate to this no labels bullshit to talk to Senator Roy Blunt about flipping his vote on the, on the January 6th commission in order to save the filibuster. Remember that? So they wanted to, because then Joe Manchin could have a uh, something to show, say, hey, look, we are making bipartisan progress here. And Joe Manchin asked his big-moneyed mastered, masters, say, hey, you know, Roy is retiring. If some of you all might be working with Roy in his next life, you could tell him that 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 would be nice and it would help our country. Can you believe the overt corruption? Basically, he's saying, hey, you know, Roy is not going to be a senator for much longer. Maybe one of you, one of, I mean, uh, Master, please take this in with, it, with the sincerity in which it is suggested. Do, 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 please don't beat me, Master. Um, but Roy is retiring, and some of you, uh, maybe you can give him a job. You could tell him. Tell him you'll give him a nice job, like like the one that Paul Ryan got. Like one that oh, Eric Cantor got. When they leave and they go into their cushy lobbying gigs. Because that's all that it's about. They don't give a shit. Yeah, well, remember when Paul Ryan when was in college, he was dreaming about taking Medicare from people. And Medicaid. That's what he was dreaming of. Now he's out there dreaming of counting his money. While the American people are, what, counting their change, running their door dashes, riding their Ubers, doing their Instacarts, trying to keep a fucking roof over their heads in this fucking 
pandemic, excuse my language. But this is okay. That's okay right there. That's a bribe. Roy is retiring. If some of you all who might be working with Roy in his next life could tell him that would be nice. And it's it'll help our country. He sounds like when Trump would say, whatever Trump would say, it was like, it's very bad for our country. They're trying to impeach me for for using taxpayer money to strong arm a foreign leader into announcing an investigation on a political rival and they're trying to impeach me and it's very bad for our country not that you're you are very bad for the country you know what i mean but this right here is a bribe you guys you know what give roy blunt a fucking job and he'll change his vote, you scum, you filthy scumbag. And guess what, guys? Um, Joe Manchin's still walking around the Senate like he owns the place, like he's a goddamn president. He, nothing happened. There's no repercussions. They'll still vote for him. Oh, well, I know. He's a West Virginia Democrat. That's like, um, okay, we'll take it, but come on. That's, you, you see, that's why. Everything that we're saying, these voting bills will help diminish the, um, the influence of this dark money in politics. That's why Joe, uh, Joe Manchin doesn't want it eliminated, because he likes it. He's getting fat and happy, sucking on the, those teats, hanging out on his nice yacht with all these rich people, saying, hey, buddy, can you give my buddy a job, a nice cushy job, and he'll change his vote, damn it. That's a fucking bribe. Jesus Christ. I mean, it really is. It's time for democracy. So who's going to stand up for democracy? We know how much they stand up and flip and flip head over heels for money, for themselves. Not for us, though. Not to invest in the country. They don't give a shit if this country is a smoldering ruin. They will be in their gated communities sitting on the goddamn top of the heap. You know that. That's why we must pass these voting protection laws, including getting money out of politics, because you cannot trust human nature. Well, you could trust it. You could trust you betting on human beings to be selfish and greedy will never steer you in the wrong direction. You'll never lose with that bet. But this is what it is. You, you want to eliminate the, the possibility. You want to eliminate the temptation, right? Entrapment. Isn't that entrapment? You don't want to coax somebody into committing a crime. But that's why. You want to take money out of politics, goddammit. Because even the best person might have a bad day. They might be tempted. Who knows? Look at these these pricks, these Repo who's this uh I can't remember the guy's name. I re I'm having name issues today. 
this person was not he's not that memorable republican oh he was pardoned by trump uh he he was up to his he was up to his goddamn ceiling in debt that's it duncan hunter that's right who used, I mean, this is, they used, he used his position as a representative as a, his own personal piggy bank, and it was never enough. And they, him and his wife charging and charging everything on the campaign. So every stupid Republican who ever gave this dumb Duncan Hunter a dime, you know what he used it on? He used it on hotel rooms in Vegas to fuck his mistress. You stupid dupes republican i'm not talking to you guys you know that they're so dumb and that's why we you know it's for the best too get money out pass these voting reform bills but but that's why joe manchin and kristen cinema doesn't want to pass these because they like sucking on the big fat money teat they're not in government for altruism. They're in it for, for, for attention. Because we'll know them by their fruits. Oh, uh, I think we can find bipartisan. Really? You you saw that you saw the insurrection, right? You were there. There is no bipartisanship with these pricks. There's none. All because they only want to use whatever happens, whatever it might be. It's only they're they're not there to solve problems. They're there to make political points, no matter what it is. They're not they're not sincere collaborators. It's like getting together with people. Like, okay, how do we solve this problem? Well, you, you, it's your problem. You did it. You, that's all they are. That's all they do. And then, whenever they get power, it's like, eh, they're just there to suck up all the money and attention and say, hey, we did it. We're, we're great. We're doing it great. Then, you, 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 they'll still be pointing at Democrats. Oh, my God, I hate them. There's so many other things. There's one one more thing. Because <clears throat> we're going to keep it to like two hours tonight. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice again. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I just have to say that every couple of minutes or I don't know. A kitten. A kitten. I don't know. I was going to say something like a kitten. I can't even say, I can't even bring myself to say something bad happening to a kitten. Do you see that? And I ruined my own joke. Because I was like, every time I say, please become a patent, patron, a kitten is saved from whatever. But then I couldn't even think about a kitten being in any sort of danger. <laughs> Whatever. That's what's going on in my mind. 
Let's talk about one one last thing I want to talk about. Uh, there's many other things happening, of course. I hate uh, I hate the no labels assholes. Yeah, I want to show you this. Actually, speaking of no labels, look at this fucking stupid video. There are. This is for uh, for those on the podcast listening audio only. This is an, a no labels ad that says opens up with text that says there are real life heroes and then it cuts to a montage we live in a land made of ideals from people who fought and suffered we call them americans made of human dignity in our hands something that's bigger than yourself how many guys do you think it takes Rural and unserved communities. Get up, try again. It's up to you. This is the America that freed slaves. We must not become a nation of mental mutants. You will work hard to achieve it. Understanding where you want to go. Sir, I will not yield. We are all Americans. Bipartisan infrastructure now. What is this? What kind of... what? What is the point of this ad? It's a bunch of... White guys. Oh, there's a white lady. A clip from that movie Lincoln or whatever, directed by George, I mean, who? Uh, Spielberg or something? Who are these fucking people? Who cares? Another clip from a movie. This guy, that guy, that guy. Oh, there's a movie clip. What? I don't get the point of this. Some heroes what does it say there are real life heroes okay there's john mccain there's this guy there's a guy in a movie (laughs) i mean this is worse than the smoking ad the herman cain smoking ad these are the heroes bunch of white pasty white pricks Look at the heroes. What the unbreakable nine? What are they breaking? Uh, not breaking. They're not breaking what? They don't want to. They're they're not breaking the filibuster. Is that it? Therefore, they're breaking the country. But they're unbreakable. And that's something that is heroic. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to get the message here. What is the point of intercutting? Um, be t- with these movies. Oh, is that because you th- you know that the American people are easily distracted by by movies and don't know the difference between reality and and some f- fantasy tale that they tell themselves? Maybe, maybe. Well, the last thing for tonight, we will. T- we, of course, we have our show on Saturday. Coming up. I can't believe how fast the week goes. And let me just check on the chats here. <laughs> Look at you. Look at Mark. Mark is in the chat. I see Mark, our millennial correspondent and also host, founder, awesome, every th- chief cook and bottle washer of shaping progress link is in the description become a 
I was going to say become a patron. You see how how that just comes right out. Um, join Shaping Progress and all of that. I'm telling you right now, there should be a, a people going right over to Shaping Progress in the link. Join, like, and subscribe. All of that to Shaping Progress. Okay. All right. Good. I'm giving you a minute to do it. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the last thing I wanted to talk about before we go, um, let me see the time. I hope everybody is doing well. Well, here. This is an interesting... Where is it? Let's just start here, because uh, I what what I know one of the major stories going on we keep hearing about, of course, uh, is the the pandemic of the unvaccinated. I'm so sick of these filthy, disgusting um, assholes. Let me let's play this New York Times movie. It's just a it's a short move, like little movie about. Um, unvaccinated COVID, COVID idiots who, some of whom have COVID, uh, some of whose, whose family members have died of COVID and they still refuse to get vaccinated. It's hard to watch the pandemic drag on as Americans refuse the vaccine in the name of freedom. This is we unbelievable. We're talking about an unproven, untested, vaccine that doesn't even seem to really protect people because people who have gotten the vaccine are getting sick. Oh, you dumb bitch. Uh, I don't understand why the Republicans want to kill their own base, but okay, go for it. If this is, maybe it's God's will. Maybe this is why, uh, maybe this is why God made them like this. He's just sick of their shit. And well, maybe this is why God made the coronavirus. Because how else can you get rid of a bunch of morons so quickly? I mean, this is one way of getting rid of, I, you're not owning the libs here. You're owning yourselves to death. And look at this lady. Does she look like somebody who's going to pull through when they put her on a ventilator? How about that prick behind her? With Sorry, I, all of a sudden I have hiccups. I went to one of the places with the worst vaccination rate. I don't want a poison forced into me. I'm tired of y'all trying to... That's what she said. One of the best things we have Wait, is hold on, hold on. It's hard to watch the I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. As Americans Shit. refuse the vaccine in the name of freedom. You're talking about an unproven, untested vaccine that doesn't even seem to really protect people because people who have gotten the vaccine are getting sick. I went to one of Can you believe these assholes? I can't take them anymore. I really can't. I want them all to get it. I want them to get COVID. I'm not saying they have to die. Get it. Just stay home. Do not bother the frontline workers. That's all I ask. You want to be a selfish p 
POS, that's your American birthright. Well, it's your human birthright, frankly. But stay home. Don't be selfish your whole life. But you know that's not what they will do. They will immediately, as soon as they can't gas for air anymore and need help, they'll, they'll show up at the hospital. Of course they will. Oh, wait till they get that million-dollar bill. I, I hope they'll still be crying about um, Obamacare and pre-existing conditions and all. Places with the worst vaccination rate. I don't want a poison forced into me. I'm tired of y'all trying to control us. One of the best things we have is our own God-given natural antibodies. It also has one of the worst oh, COVID buddy. case rates in the country. The Ozarks. I don't take the flu shot. I don't take the pneumonia shot. I don't take any of them. We'll go I die, to find lady. Out why okay. residents here aren't getting vaccinated. You're trying to mask these kids up. It's detrimental to their health. Because wow, I hate them. It's a, this is detrimental to my health. Listening to these morons talk about freedom and and. You're hurting our kids. What do you mean you're hurting the kids? The kids, maybe they'll learn. They wear a mask that they're they're in um, a community and that when the community is in a crisis and we're all trying to get through this crisis together, that sometimes things are required of us that might be a little inconvenient, like wearing a mask. That might, it might be a little inconvenient. It's inconvenient for me. Sometimes, because I got glasses. It's annoying. But that's being a patriot. You wear a mask, you get a goddamn vaccine. All of a sudden, these pricks are like, I don't want anything. Uh, you don't know what's in it. Like they're virologists all of a sudden. We have a great immune system. Hats off. To the immune system, as Trump said. We have a great immune That's beside the point, lady. You're giving the goddamn virus another place to, to land and to mutate. Thanks for being an unpatriotic POS. And what, if anything, could convince them otherwise? Oh, God. You see how easily taken they are? Look at that ad on the billboard. Keep America great with Trump with his fucking hand over his, his where the heart would be if he were human. And what, what's the point of that billboard? God bless America, it says. Keep America great, Trump, Pence. All, all they have to say is, oh, look, he's, there he is. He loves America. Pay no attention to the serial bankruptcy and the pension for sexual assault and the Putin puppet treason. It's he. It, it's it's a guy who loves. He just loves his his country. Look the way he puts his hand over the heart where the heart should be. He loves the country. I saw a picture. He has a hand, and it's over the place of a, where the heart. We're li well, liberals got a heart. <laughs> we don't have a heart because we're strong. Or something. Liberal tears. 
pictures of people in there. I see you. Hey, Mr. Green. It's Dr. Martin here. How are you? I heard you had a kind of a rough night last night. Christopher Green is 53 years old and fighting for his life. Like 90% of the patients in this packed hospital, he's unvaccinated. He's just walking a very thin, tight rope right now. And to be honest, I don't expect him to get out of this without being on a ventilator. And if he has oh, wow. to be on a ventilator, I don't expect him to survive. Wow. I immediately asked That's Christopher, rough. why hadn't he gotten the vaccine? I'm worried of a libertarian, and I don't like being told what I have to do. You're still not complete. I don't like being told what to do. I'm a, I'm a libertarian, and I don't like being told what to do. Fuck you. You've been told what to do your whole life, as we all have. Do you stop at a red light when the red light goes on? Do you look both ways? Do you turn on your blinker? I mean, you're being told what to do. What, what are you doing? What are you, a sheep? Are you a slave to the light? I mean, come on. These people are so tedious. And just getting a public education... You have to get a plethora of shots going into college. I had to get shots. We all have to get shots. You got to get fucking meningitis shot. You got to get all kinds of shots. Measles, mumps, rubella, polio. I don't know. I never had polio. Thank God. Because I got a shot. Lots of people, kids used to wake up paralyzed. I mean, this is tormented generations of human beings but we've eradicated it 100. look at him I'm still not completely 100% sold on the inoculation the guy in the ICU in uh, with COVID is saying that he he doesn't believe in the vaccine. He's not convinced. Sold on the inoculation. It was eerie to hear Christopher insist on his individual freedoms, even as he struggled to breathe. Do you think other people should get it? I mean, I think that's everybody's individual right or choice to do what they want to. Oh my God. And this is why the Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. What the fuck is that? Oh, so, what the hell? I just got a, um, a citizen alert. There's a fire at the train station. <sighs> but... This is why the Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation because they have completely bastardized and confused their their dumb their dumb base um as to what what freedom is even the word freedom and what is expected and required of them in this country they think that that the founders rebelled against the intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy to what? To form no government that um, gave a shit about anybody? So they formed what? What did they form? A government that where everyone can be selfish? Is that it? Everyone for themselves. 
Nobody does anything except for themselves if they want it, if they want to. That's not realistic, and it's not being human at all. We're all in this together. That's how we were made. We were made as interdependent beings. Nobody, absolutely no fucking body, has ever gotten by in life on their own. We all stand on the shoulders of everyone who came before us. You know, um, everything. We're all, we need each other. um, There's nobody that's. a a friggin' rugged individual. There's that is not a thing. Not not even the ruggedest of all the rugged individuals. That it's not a thing. I mean, you know, you could say, like, um, I mean, they're all they're so full of shit. That's the thing. That I mean, look at this guy. He's all about, what did he say? I'm not convinced, and I'm a libertarian. I don't think you should tell people what to do. I'm not one to dictate or make somebody feel guilty because they don't feel guilty. Well, you should feel guilty. Because you're a selfish, unpatriotic albatross around our national necks. And... Yeah. Well. Do you think other people should get it? I mean, I think that's everybody's individual right or choice what to do the? what they want to. Oh, right. That's what they said when World War II, when we were attacked and we joined World War II. Eh, what are we going to do on, on uh, D-Day? That's all right. I think, eh, well, who am I? To tell you, that's that's what, remember, everyone remembers that famous Eisenhower speech. I'm not one to dictate or make someone do something they don't want to do. Storm the beaches of Normandy or not. Do what you want, what you want. This is America. That's why we, that's why we're here, right? That's why the founders rebelled and so many people fought, bled, and died. Yeah, so you could do yeah, do what you want, when you want it. Hey, if it feels good, do it. Oh, well. Me, me, me. Me, myself, and I. What happened to, uh, I don't know. Ask not what your country can do for you. Christ, but but you see that this is what the Republicans have done to their base, the dummies, and that's why what we do here, uh, doing the show and others like it, is so important, honestly, because we have to, we have to change this paradigm. No, honey, you're not free. Not taking a vaccine does not make you free. That's not freedom, honey. That's not why the founders rebelled. That's not what the country, that's not the, the what do you call it, the, uh, the motto or that's not the, the model, the business model, the working model of this country. That, oh, we formed a country so 320 million people couldn't get, could just say, fuck it, eh, I'll do what I want. You, eh, maybe I'll help you, maybe not. 
but everything that this guy is hooked up to too i you gotta wonder i wonder if he knows all about i don't i just don't know what's in this this hose you're putting on my face and i i don't know what's that what's in that medicine you're you're pushing into my arm and what's in what the fuck are they yes i'm really not convinced but you're oh you're convinced when they put other medical things on you. You just don't like the vaccines suddenly. The vaccine is... Somehow the vaccines now become one of the Republican gang signs that they throw to each other. It's sort of like saying Democrat Party, that's one of them. It's also um, not believing that Joe Biden was elected, that's another one. And then also now... Vaccines. Um, I hate vaccines. I have. I took the polio vaccine and every other fucking vaccine that ever came my way that was required of me. I never had a poopy type diapy tantrum about it until now. Until a con man told me to. A con man who got the vaccine. Jesus. Uh, I'm not one to dictate or make somebody feel. Yeah, guilty you don't want to make anybody feel guilty, do you? Christopher represents a genuine challenge. Do the American values of individual choice have to take priority over public health? Is that the American value, though? Individual choice? That's it? Well, then they got you. You know what I mean? They got you, sucker. Individual choice. You think you're, you, you're free because you got f- 50 goddamn sugary um, cereal boxes to choose from? That's not freedom. You, and you're not free, honey, if you can't breathe. But that's what they've done. This is That's not freedom. Guess what freedom is? I'll tell you right now. If you can go to a doctor when you're sick, you're free. If you earn a living wage, you're free. And well, living wage and decent, uh, decent working conditions... with decent hours where you can earn enough money to live for retirement, for vacation, for recreation. All these things are part of life for days off, for times, good times, bad times. Then you're free. That's freedom. uh, All of the, the trappings of civilization make you free. Sort of like when I turn on my faucet and I fill up my coffee pot and I make my coffee, I know that the water's tested and inspected. I didn't have to go out there and dig a well and then boil the water and get all the parasites out of it. I had to, all I had to do was turn on the tap because that's civilization. We're in this together. Somebody came up with that. I didn't do that. I didn't lay the pipes down and build a, uh, you know, build the infrastructure of that. I, we just turn on a tap like this guy did. You, I mean, it's just insane. That, but that's what freedom is. It's not, not giving a shit about anybody else. It's not not taking a vaccine in the middle of a health crisis. That's not free, honey. And you're also selfish. You're f- you're. F- effing us up 
let's keep going with this. By the time they're here, what can you do? You know, and, and it's it, it, when somebody's in a room really, really sick and can't breathe and suffering, I mean, it's just not a good time for a lecture. But the result in a place like Mountain Home is a 36% When's vaccination a rate. 36%. people are dying. Let everybody live their own life. I heard this over and over. Freedom, choice. Don't do it because somebody's pressuring you to do it. Everyone has the right to choose. Almost. These fucking pathetic little followers. And I suppose maybe that's why they're so adamant about not taking the vaccine at this time, because they are such sickeningly sycophantic followers. I, look at their their cult, their Trump and Z cult. They're the biggest followers on the goddamn planet, these right-wingers, these authoritarians. That's what they are, the authoritarian followers. It's a personality type. You have to be. All, you, we all have to basically come to the understanding that whoever's left in the Trump cult worshiping this tax-cheating, dictator-envying, draft-dodging, serial bankrupt, sexual predator, you know, that they are their authoritarian followers. That's the 35% of human beings who are, um, who want a big daddy to save them from the scary, complex world of others who don't know their place. So, because they're such um, unabashed followers, and there's nothing individual about them, if you haven't noticed. Look at them. They're all the same. None of them are... Uh, there's nothing individual about them. They're all wearing those stupid red hats. They, uh, like Trump said, if Trump shot somebody on Fifth Avenue, they'd still kiss his ass. Um, and they're, I, I, they're just all the same, all of them. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. They're talking about freedom. What are you free? You're free when you can go about your day without struggling to breathe. That's freedom. But they don't, they're, they're, they're mixed up. They're messed up. That's why... Well, we have to keep pushing. Everyone right. I met in Mountain Home told me they knew someone who died from COVID. Most people are undoubtedly concerned about the pandemic here. It didn't feel to me like a QAnon convention. Misinformation certainly exists here, but a powerful force behind the hesitancy is this fundamental idea of personal freedom. But in a community where individual rights are taking precedence over everything else, Jesus you get Christ. endless individual reasons not to get vaccinated, like believing the vaccine doesn't work. I have two parents in their 70s, both had the, the vaccine and both got COVID. Are they dead, though? No? Okay. Reference for hearsay. He had heard that the people that were spreading the virus were people that had already had the vaccine and that, that they were carriers. Straight up fear. Oh, just people having reactions. Even among those who overcame their hesitancy, 
there's a lack of urgency. I don't really have any reasons to be out in, in circulation with the rest of the public. I just enjoy my dogs and work out on the farm and uh, raise my koi fish. With all these reasons not to get vaccinated floating around, it makes it hard for those who actually do want it. I have a parent who does not necessarily support vaccinations. It was hard because she asked me where I was going and I was like, oh, I'm going to get vaccinated. And she was not very happy with that. Can you believe that? This young woman tells her mother she's going to get vaccinated and her mother's upset with her. Well, there's the hope for the future. Like Mark Middlestat is the hope for the future. The young, the young people struck me was that Mary Beth had the courage to go against the grain. People should be more concerned about the well-being of those around them because I feel like not enough people are thinking about other people when they make the decision not to get the vaccine. Hello. There's an irony in someone rebelling against a culture of individualism for the good of their community. But voices like Mary Beth's are drowned out by leaders who are contradicting public health officials. No, the state is not going to be requiring and mandating vaccinations. And I don't believe anyone should be forced to take the vaccine. It should be your personal oh choice. These vaccines God. are always voluntary and never Bitch. forced. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants oh, of your We can tyrants. either have a free society or we can have a biomedical security oh, state. Oh, you stupid ass. That's not a choice. That's not a thing. We can have a free society or a biomedical state? Fuck you, you lying, death Santis prick. I know why I say I'm prick a lot tonight, but. There's no better place to see the impact of this political rhetoric than in the hospital. Only about 50% of the staff are vaccinated. 50%? None this of is the Arkansas. 50% of the staff, that's it. Is that crazy? Willing to talk. There are just a lot of people that you cannot convince to get vaccinated. Patients, employees, it's very frustrating. It's sad. It's, I don't know, it's disappointing. Just a few months ago, the staff was planning a cookout to celebrate the end of COVID. But instead of barbecuing, they're now battling another surge. It's exhausting. We're all exhausted. We don't have staff. We don't have beds. One obvious way out is to mandate the vaccine. But in April, the governor signed a law banning government mask mandates and vaccine passports. That shifts the responsibility mostly to private entities. Vaccine requirements as part of employment, attending school, or participating in sports are reluctantly motivating some to overcome their hesitancy. It seems to me that the only other thing that actually sways people here is being in the hospital. I really am upset at myself because I did not get vaccinated. I just, I've never hurt like I've hurt. It's made a believer out of me. This is what freedom looks like in America today. It's always been complicated, but political leaders should remember that this country was also founded on the idea that government should protect us. After all, one person's freedom can be another person's death. Probably should have had a little healthier fear that it need to be taken more seriously. And uh, it does. <coughs> I mean, I don't know. 
how close I am to being a lot worse. I really don't know. Christopher Green died nine days after this interview. He was 53 years old. But completely believable. It's so sad. It, it, I felt I almost <laughs> cried when I first saw that, even though I hate that guy. Because <laughs> he's, he's a dumbass. I'm sorry he's dead. I really am. What a shame. What a waste. And that's what Republicans do. That's conservatism for you. Leaving behind destruction. All the time. When does conservatism um, leave uh, or result in uh, happiness, goodness, a new beautiful day? When does conserv when when you add conservatism to a situation, to any let's say add conservatism to a crisis? Conservatism is what makes the crisis usually. Conservatism is never a solution. Well, I mean, what's the solution here? We're in this together. E pluribus unum. Anybody ever, I mean, tell these pricks out of many one? What is pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other? Is that, I don't give a shit. Don't, don't let anybody tell you what to do. Except they let everybody tell them what to do. God. Except they'll, oh, well, they'll let a, a con man tell them what to do. And now they're dead. Oh, well, okay, well, maybe this is one way. You know, one way of getting through to them or shifting. The demographics of this country are, are already shifting. Well, maybe this is God helping it along. That's all we can hope. All right, guys, guys, guys. Whoa, don't call in now. I hit the wrong thing. I have the hiccups. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you. Yeah, Winston on the chat says, these people cry, on, they cry on about freedom, but care not a bit for the freedom of those who cannot take the vaccine. Exactly. If you're not taking the vaccine, you should have a, an actual reason for that. And if that's the case, which is the case for some people, they can't, but not for the majority. And we all the more important for the rest of us, everyone, to get it. This should be a unifying event. But Republicans will never let that happen. And this is why. We have to, we really must do all we can to relegate Republicans, conservatives of all stripes into history's trash pile. It's true. Or we're done. Guys, guys, listen up. We will win. I want to thank you all again. Oh, thank you, Robin M., for your super chat. We love you, Tara. Cheers for intelligence. Thank you, Robin. Cheers right back to you and everything else. And love. Cheers and love. 
thank you for everyone for hanging out, making me feel some hope. It was very hopeless yesterday. So, but we will keep plugging away. No cats, I know. I see one. Ray Ray. He was sleeping. <laughs> As you can tell. Look at how cute he is. He's so he, I think he's still sleeping. Are you sleeping? He's very he's a he doesn't really purr. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's so good. I could just do this all day. All right, I'll put you back. I interrupted your 22nd hour of sleep. I'm sorry. All right. Listen up, guys, guys, guys. We will meet back here at, well, on Saturday. I know. Isn't Ray pretty? He's so pretty. Look at him. Look how cute he is. Ray, Ray. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. You can see more pictures of Ray if you join our Discord community. It's in the link as well and in the description. And you can also reach out to me on Discord and all that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, everybody loves Ray. Oh, man. Thank you, Covert ri White Rabbit, for Ray's tip jar. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Thank you. And Ray appreciates it. I'll buy him a nice little treat. All right, my friends. So we'll meet back here on Saturday. God knows what, we, what the next couple of days will hold. Well, tomorrow and then Saturday. But we will win. Remember... We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And we will win. Keep the liberal media going and growing. We stick together. We win. I'll see you very soon. <laughs>